Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Man, just got done playing a middle school basketball game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I wasn't playing it. <laughs> hey, it ain't the it ain't the first time you made that statement, but I've already made that joke before, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it go this time. You can't keep, keep can't keep making the same joke, you know, episode after episode. I feel you, but yeah, nah, we uh, we just lost one. We beat them last time in a close game by two, and they just they ran up on us today. So it was mm. not, a, not a good day in the coaching world. But other than that, I'm fine. Trying to figure out how to make a million. What's up with you, bro? Hey, but ain't the phrase "every loss is a is a lesson"? Something to that effect. I mean, it is, but. <laughs> I'm trying to help you fight it. I'm just trying to help you find something out of it, brother. That's all. That's all. I'm trying to help you out. We're talking about middle school brawl, bro. My job ain't on wins and losses. It's on. Um... <laughs> no, nah, I dig it. I dig it. I ain't mad at you. Um, man, I'm cool though, man. I um, I you know, you are you know, uh, but you know, I I, I caught COVID last week and uh and it was crazy because so you know in retrospect i started having symptoms last monday night you know but then tuesday uh just a little bit of a scratchy throat all day it's kind of annoying <clears throat> leave it alone not worried about it and wednesday my throat was just like real real scratchy and i'm like well this is this is weird like and then, you know, on Wednesdays is when I go to the church and I and I help with the food distribution. I don't know, man. Something just, just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get tested before I go anywhere else. You know, we have the at-home tests. Sure enough, man, I pop out with that COVID. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. And then, like, I walked outside and went to cut the grass because I couldn't go nowhere. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it actually it actually knocked me down, you know, real good on Wednesday night. Like I, I couldn't stay asleep. Or I'm sorry, I couldn't stay awake after like I was struggling to stay awake after after like eight PM last week on Wednesday night. And then I just had like no energy, but it was pretty mild, bro. I, you know, today is no symptoms. So I've been I've been uh cool, man. Um <laughs> um no, but you know, but just dealing with that, man. Baby girl had it as well, but you know, she been bouncing around the house. So you know, we've been we've been fortunate around these parts. You know, what I'm saying we had it, but you know, none of the shortness of breath, no hospital visits, nothing like that at all. We've been. I got you. I got you. I feel that. Um, I mean, I, you know, appreciate I, you, Tiffany. I see you in the comments. I was just about to say something. But yeah, you know how it is. Hey, we family, bro. So as long as y'all good, we good. You know, glad most definitely just spread or you know wasn't too serious. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, man. All right. Well, we we got a nice little docket today. Um, you ready to go ahead and get into it? Indeed. Let's do it. So I think the, I want to start up with the uh, Robert Sarver situation. So, um. You know, last year, our very first episode, we talked about how uh, Robert Sarver, who is the uh, the majority owner of the um, Phoenix Suns, uh, there was a story that dropped that, you know, he just had this disgusting history of racism and misogyny and, and harassment, and it was just, it was bad. ESPN uh, dropped this report. We covered it in the whole episode. We covered, like, you know, different scenarios. Yeah. I talked about, you know, knowing some, some people that some women that had gone through some uh, harassment type scenarios, things of that nature. Um, I would encourage anybody that's never checked that episode out, you know, definitely listen to it. Uh, I said, it's the very first episode. So just search what's happening, wherever you get your podcast and scroll all the way to the bottom or all the way to the top, depending on how your particular app lays it out. The very first podcast, uh, what's happening in Phoenix. Um, Last week, the NBA finally completed its investigation and announced that 
they could confirm that they caught him creating this disgusting culture. They caught him, not caught him, but they 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 have reason to believe that they that he has in fact used the N word at least five times uh, in different settings over his uh, tenure of ownership of the Phoenix Suns. He also owns the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team. Um, basically, they said it's true. And the punishment is a $10 million fine, which is the maximum fine allowed, and a one-year suspension, meaning he cannot have any role. He can't attend meetings. He can't have any any role play in trade talks and all of this, that, and the third. He, he can't do anything with the team. So w- w- what you thinking, bro? Well, bro, um, I'm going to say – this is probably the, the mildest punishment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like most people probably would think 10 million is, is, you know, not calling it mild. But when you're talking to people like them, 10 million is like 10 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They feel it. Everybody feel, feels 10 million. Yeah. And, but I mean, like realistically for this guy, 10 million is probably, you know, $50 for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, like it's you know what I'm saying it, it's 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 felt when it when it leaves, but it it'll it'll come back. You know what I mean? Right. And and that like that part bothers me. Like I'm glad they're giving the money to charities. You know that fits the description of you know what I'm saying the punishment. But then you have the the one year um, ban, should you say? suspension, ban, whatever you want to call it, from his own uh, company, his own his own franchise, uh, you know, part of the NBA and WNBA. He can't be at meetings and make decisions. Right. But, but we know how that goes. He doesn't necessarily have to be there for his opinion to walk through the door. You know what I'm saying? So you, you really, with something like that, you can't, I don't think you can really remove him unless you remove him. You know what I mean? Like just giving him a suspension. I don't know if it's necessarily fair, but the problem I think also came into play that they did state in the article was that it wasn't just him. It was him and other people who no longer worked there, of course, that, you know, was in on this and that was making these, you know, using this, these words and and creating this culture with him. And that within itself is a problem as well, because it shows his hiring, you know what I'm saying? His judge of character. I I think it shows a lot more than just saying, oh, he said the N word, you know, five times or more. Right. You know, one thing that I remember we unpacked when we talked about this last year was that the entire organization, like the HR department was 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 essentially worthless uh, yeah. when it came to to dealing with things in that organization. It was it, it was terrible. And. You know, it's one of those things where the business side of it gets ugly, right? So people that don't necessarily pay attention to sports or don't, you know, pay attention to the business behind sports in the great detail, um, there's two things that are happening. One, they don't understand that Adam Silver, who is the commissioner, he works for the owners. The owners are the ones that own the league. So Robert Sarver is by by measurement, an equal partner of the 29 other majority owners of the NBA, and they all collectively employ and pay Adam Silver, who is the commissioner. So Adam Silver could have banned, he could have banned, uh, could have banned him for life, could have banned Robert Harper for life. And he didn't do that. And, And the first thing people think about is, well, that's what he did to Donald, to Donald Sterling. Yep. Those of you, you might remember back in 2014, Donald Sterling, who used to be the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, he, a video dropped, an audio recording rather, dropped on TMZ 
of him using the N-word, saying that he doesn't want black people at his games, this, that, and the other. Specifically talking about Magic Johnson, who's like... Yeah, a L.A. favorite. <laughs> like, you... you, you you can't. There's few people. There's some people in LA you can't talk bad about ever. Magic, you can't talk bad about Kobe. You can't talk bad about Snoop. And like Magic is one of them people. You you do not talk bad about them in LA. Um, um, and yeah. So and when that happened, Adam Sir Adam Silver. I'm mixing up names. Adam Silver banned Donald Sterling for life from the NBA. Go ahead. What, what you about to say? Well, no, that's, I mean, I was about to add that in there. You know, you my dog. We going to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the mistake that people are making is banning Donald Sterling for life did not, is not what removed Donald Sterling from having ownership of the team. I actually um, only... Last sometime last year, ESPN did a thirty for thirty podcast series on the whole the Sterling tapes and everything that happened. And what I had missed, or or at least had forgotten, was that Donald Sterling's wife went to court. Shirley, Shirley Sterling went to court, got him deemed to, and I'm paraphrasing at this point, but to some capacity, got him deemed mentally. Uh, uncapable uh, of fulfilling his duties as the owner. She became the de facto owner and she sold it. She sold the franchise from under him and he couldn't do anything about it. Now he didn't fight it because he got $2 billion for it. Billion with the B. But I think that, you know, to the untrained eye, to those that aren't paying attention, to those that are just forgetting, because like I said, even I forgot, you, you saw him get banned, and then before the next season started, the Clippers had a new owner. We ain't seen Donald Sterling on TV since, right? That's not what happened. The wife kind of helped make it work. And then back in 2018, I had forgotten that this happened. The Atlanta Hawks had a situation. They were um, the their owner and their leadership, they were make they were sending some racist emails on scouting players and things of that nature. I'm forgetting how it went down. Ex- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then the person who owned the team at that time, he was just like, you know what? For the for the betterment of the NBA, it's better that I just go ahead and sell it. So in these last, so this is now three times in eight years that we've had serious allegations and serious evidence of NBA owners making racist and derogatory and hateful claims and statements. But in each time, the in the previous two, the first time when the team was sold, the wife played legal monopoly and sold it from under her husband's uh from under her husband's from under her. And then um the second time the owner said, you know what? I'm going to just do the right thing on my own. It didn't have to get ugly, right? And that's not what's happening in Phoenix. So in order for for him, for Robert Sarver to uh, sell the team, he has to say, you know what? It's time for me to just go ahead and sell the team. Let me be done with it. It's probably not going to happen based off the kind of person that he is, number one. Uh, the other thing that would have to happen is, is that he would have to be forced to sell to sell the team uh, by the NBA and by the NBA, that means the other owners and it requires a uh, 24. So whatever percentage that is 24 out of 30 is that 80% uh, a four fifths majority. I think that's what that sounds right. I'm hopefully my math is right, but that requires 80% or 24 of the remaining 29 owners to vote for him, to force him to to sell the team. That's the only other way that it could happen right now. What do you think the chances of that happening? It's going to be slim to none. I mean, heck, they really wasn't voting for uh, Donald Sterling 
to have to sell his. As you said, his wife was the one that made that yeah. by, you know what I'm saying, undercutting him and, and getting him out the way. But, I mean, that's, I think that has a, a big problem within it too because you're telling me that basically out of 30 teams that six or more thinks like that person. That's all it takes is for six or more to think like that person. Yeah. And, and since when didn't a majority usually wins? At what point do a company use 80% as the tally of, you know, making a decision? If we're going to put this in a voting situation, <clears throat> I think that is, is set up so that it doesn't, you know, show more people like him. You know what I mean? It, it You can actually get away with, okay, this time a few of y'all going to be the bad guys. Next time y'all can be the bad guy. You know what I mean? You We can spread it around and share the burden to, to help it go away without using as many people is what that sounds like to me. You know, and and on top of it, 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 it wasn't just that Donald Sterling was using racial marks. He referred to players in slave-like manner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's one thing to use a derogatory or racial term or word versus, you know, referring to somebody at, as indeed that. You know, that that's you're crossing a different plane, you know what I mean, when you when you put those two up against each other. <clears throat> because one could say anybody, you know what I'm saying, is the N-word, and then another person could say, Well, no, it's just black people. Which we all know that, you know, to some it's just black people, but to ones that we would say is more intelligent, it can be anybody. You know what I mean? And that there's just a word. But when you treat somebody in the manner of, you know, of being a slave or, or what have you, that crosses a different threshold um, in, in that manner. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it just using, you know, nigga is not... I, I can't say just using the word nigga is worth selling a... a multi-million dollar company versus treating the employees as, you know, like you're a slave master is worth forcing somebody out of a company. Well, so I wouldn't say one over the other. You know, I think we, I feel like we had this conversation before where I said something to the effect of like the, the weight of your impact versus the, the number of things you've done. I think this is a situation where we're talking about the weight and the number. Like we're talking 19 years or 18 years before you know, everything else uh, went down last year. Um, I, it was, there's just so much that, you know, that's there. And I think the other thing that, that plays a role in it too is the impact, right? So here's a real little situation, right? I've heard just to make it more uh, realistic, right? I've heard for years, and this is a topic that we probably would have covered if we would have recorded an episode last week versus me digging in the archives. Um, but you know, I've heard for years people say, "Oh, Chick Fil A hates gay people," right? I've never seen anything to corroborate that. That's never been my experience when I go to Chick Fil A. Obviously, the people that you know that hand me my spicy chicken sandwich and say, you know, have a good day. That's different from you know the 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 owners of an organization, right? So I've heard these things that about Chick Fil A. It's like, yeah, that sucks. Whatever, this that the other, right? Um, versus you know, sometime last week, I saw a tweet from Chick Fil A's ver uh, verified Twitter account where somebody was saying that. They need spicy grilled nuggets. It was clearly a black dude, and the Chick and the Chick Fil A account. Oh yeah, I shared it. Uh, the Chick Fil A account 
verified no, Chick-fil-A account. Oh, we did we did talk about it? You well not on I, the show. Okay. <laughs> we were guests on another show, and I believe we brought it up then. Oh, an unapologetic yeah, black. See, I'm black I'm show. Old. Yeah. I'm old. Uh, I used to get stuff. <laughs> uh, but so to that point, right? When they when I saw them say your community <laughs> when we get spicy grilled nuggets, your community to be the first one to know. Like it hits different when you see it, right? And so I say I bring up that story to say, you know, it's one thing for us to read some news articles and read a statement from the NBA saying that Donald Sterling say these things. I'm sorry, man, I mix up these white dudes to say that uh, Robert Sarver <laughs> said that's, these things. That's a racist way to say it. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But um, when the Donald Sterling thing came out, we had video. We heard it. And it just it just hits different when you see it and when you experience it directly. So I think that I so, think that that impact made Adam Sterling Silver God. <laughs> you mix three Caucasian males in the same bro. <laughs> they they but, all they all essence. We got Sterling Silver and, and Silver Sarver. And Sarver, yeah. But I mean, it really brings up to uh, speaking of real podcast point is the I forgot bro's real have, name, but shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? But the players do need to make a bigger thing out of you know certain situations, um, which it goes back to I believe when we had um, I can't even think of it, Lawrence and Dom, but I was trying to think of their podcast. But um, ingenious perspectives. Shout hey, out to the homies. Ingenious perspectives, you know, when we had them on, I can remember ingenious perspectives, but I can't keep up with Silver Sarver and Surfer and Silver. It's what you want to remember, but, <laughs> you know. It it does, you know, like like we said with them was it. A lot of times we sit back because of how we believe it's going to affect us, and we don't say nothing when we should. Mm. Bar, you, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, with speaking of real podcast, said that the players need to make a bigger thing out of it, which it takes me back to a video I seen of Draymond. Um, he hosted a camp, I guess he had about 40 campers there, and I mean, he cussed their ass out, and, and rightfully so, you know what I mean? Like, he, he told him, he said, Listen, he's like. This is my first game going up and down in the gym. You know what I'm saying? We doing, running, whatnot. And he like, the reason three-fourths of y'all ain't going to make it is because you don't finish through. He like, you know, the line's right here. We running sprints. The line's right here, and you want to stop right before the line like it don't matter. You know, you want to you wanna be able to, to – to go up and down, but you got Pascal Siakam, you know, uh, beating you up and down the court. How do you think you're going to make it into the NBA? So he went on to say, there's two people on every team that can do whatever the fuck they want to do. The other 13 players have a role to play. Either you're going to master your role and become good at your role, or you're not going to make it. And it's in that same token to where there's 13 other players that see this shit going on, but they can't do whatever the fuck they want to do. They can't say whatever they want to say because of how it may affect them. It's going to take the other two who could do whatever they want to do on that team and say what they want to say to push it and then jump behind it. Yeah, but it, it's on them to 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 make something out of it. But see, they rather go with the media agenda, you know. Which don't get me wrong, of all the slogan T-shirts that they wear to promote, you know, awareness to all the different issues and, and crises that's happening across America. But at the same time, there's bigger issues right there inside their organizations that they're working for that they letting just go right past them. Why they out there wearing a shirt to support other issues? 
I, I get where you're going, but that's that's easily a misrepresentation because not necessarily every player knows every one. Not every player knows that like what's going on in the front office. You know, we already talked about like these are massive corporations, so I, I wouldn't say that they're like looking past us to, to do something else. That that no, I wouldn't say that. But then number two to go beyond that, you've already had LeBron come out and say. It's not enough. You've already had Chris Paul, who played for the Phoenix Suns. He's come out to say it's not enough. Um, that's the players that I've known so far. And, it, I mean, LeBron is LeBron. I mean, they're, they're, well, those two are, are best friends, so, you know, that kind of helps out well, one another. Well, know? forget the best friends thing. LeBron is LeBron. And then Chris Paul, he just stepped down. Uh, from being the president of the Players Association. These are leaders and seasoned veterans, first ballot Hall of Famers stepping up that that got their money made, that could retire right now if they wanted, or they could just keep playing because they got millions to make on the on their player contracts, but they've got millions more in the bank ready to go. Like these are people who don't need to say something and they and they stepped up. And then on top of that, you have the um, one of the minority owners of the Phoenix Suns, who's also said that um, Sarver needs to step down. Now, we'll see. The NBA is in its talks with a collective bargaining agreement. This is how the players, how the players and how the uh, owners split the money. There's an early termination clause that the players are expected to execute uh, this year, meaning that the CBA would end at the end of this upcoming 2022-23 season. Um, I haven't seen anything to suggest it, but that is something that you can see the players potentially leverage. Hey, we're not going to play. You know, it's not the first time, right? Jacob Blake got shot in 2020 and they stopped the playoffs. It was just like, no, we we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna play, right? That's the thing that could happen. Number one. Number two but that goes back to that all basically, and it's crazy, that still all fell on one to two players. Without them saying, Hey, look, yeah, I'm gonna stand with it and we ain't gonna play, they didn't have that pool. That doesn't work without those certain players. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. to, go back, to go back to, you know, you said that, you know, that basically what I said was, what was the word you used? You basically said, basically what I said when I was, you know what I'm saying, saying that it's like looking over, you know what I'm saying, the other, you was like that that's not right to call it that way, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, in a sense, it is because, you know what I'm saying, even though Chris Paul, you know what I'm saying, is the NBA, you know what I'm saying, player association president, it still he still needs LeBron to, to speak up to help the situation. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to, to say, like, hey, you know, they're not looking over one cause to, to fight for another, you know what I'm saying? Because these players already made money is you can't say that. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying was you had said that players are looking past stuff that's going on in the organization to, to, to fight for stuff that's happening in the media. What I was saying is, is that that was two separate things. I was saying that players may not necessarily know, like the players aren't, Hanging out with the guys that's that sell tickets as account managers. You really think that players don't know what's going on? As much as these players bounce around from different organizations, for one, for two, as much as they kick it with each other in the offseason, work out with one another, they they not talking and having these, you know what I'm saying, conversations. <clears throat> you you think they really don't know? That's what I'm saying. Like the the players aren't kicking it with the account managers that make forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year selling tickets. They aren't kicking it with, you know, the people that are in charge of of selling, you know, uh 
packages, the, like the 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 non basketball side of the organization. You saying that's where, where this issues is happening is with the non basketball side, or not where the not all of it. It made not all of it. Earl, um, the guy that used to be the coach there for Earl Watson, former player Earl Watson, he said that he caught. I mean, he he put his name on the ticket on on the, in the article that we that we talked about last year, saying that um. He had to tell Robert Sarver that he couldn't use the N word. So no, not all of it, but like the stories of like women uh, being told that they can't, like that they're worthless when they're pregnant. Uh, that's not a player. That's women that work on the, in the front office in some capacity. When it's when he the, the I remember us talking about the ALS challenge. Robert Sarver pants the guy like that was just like a, a he was an account manager. He was a he was a a season ticket seller. Um, yeah, like that's not like I can see players not knowing about that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but we'll see. And, now, and, that, and that's and that thing too, like it's not like those people can go to a player like, hey, look, this is what's happening. Right. Me. Yeah, that's that's not going to ever happen in that situation. Right. Um, the other thing too to watch is corporate sponsorships. So the one thing I know for now is, and we got to move on. We've been on this topic for a minute. Um, PayPal, they have a partnership with both the Phoenix Sun and the Phoenix uh, Mercury, both teams that uh, Robert Sarver owns. They put out a statement saying that our contract is is actually set to expire. Our sponsorship deal is set to expire at the end of this year. If Robert Sarver is involved in the organization at that point, we're not re-signing. So, I mean, you got players speaking up. You got a minority owner speaking up. You got the media speaking up. You got at least one massive well, corporate means, sponsor already pulling out. That means there's more to it than just we're talking inward, you know, slander, that type of deal. Like, there's got to be more to it. If you got big companies pulling out, you know what I mean? Well, that's everything. Sides on, you know, be, then that there's there's got to be something more to it that they're not sharing. Well, no, it's it's everything that the NBA statement in in short, it says, hey, the stuff that we found out is true, but this is the route that we're going. We're going to suspend them for a year. Uh, we're going to find them $10 million and that, that's it. So, like, it, it's not that it's more. It's that it, it's that these people are saying it's not enough. It's not and, like enough. it's not harsh enough and, and more needs to be done. So they're going to attack them in their pockets. I mean, that's that's fine because I I did say that it's a very mild um, right sentencing or reprimand, you know, from them or from anybody. Because in the same token, I feel like players get fined, you know, heavier in multiple situations than you know what he did for for what his actions. I get that's the maximum, but there should be clauses for it one-off situations or, 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 you know, things that goes outside the guidelines of what you didn't think would be there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, man. You know, we got a season coming up. I'm sure more more droplets will come out as the season progresses. And, you know, I'm really interested to see if the players do something with, these, uh, with the CBA. I'm really interested to see if they move in some capacity towards that. So we'll see, man. Um, let's let's move on. So, huh? I didn't realize I put this stupid story in the headline. So I don't want to do false advertisement. Did you see this thing about uh, Ray J and and Kim Kardashian? Yeah, I seen it. What? What? So for the listeners, and, and you know, tell me, you know, correct me if I got any part of it wrong. But essentially, what's happening is. If you hear Ray J and Kim Kardashian and you're over the age of, you know, 25, you probably know that, you know, something dropped uh, 15 years ago. Uh, Ray J, Kim Kardashian, uh, it was... They only fans. That's what they did. They listen, it was, it was the it was the <laughs> early version of OnlyFans, you know what I'm saying? When they, was the, when, they, when they was only trying to market to the fans or whatever it was, man, that was a terrible... That was a terrible one, but I did it anyway. Um, but essentially, Ray J is saying, like, this is actually a whole... 
Excuse me, I guess I still got a little bit of it in me. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I just need some water. But I'm going to drink this apple juice. Give me a second. That boy lied. Ain't no ah! <laughs> lie of truth ain't in me, huh? Yeah, um, I apple juice foam like that in a minute. <laughs> it's cider. <laughs> well, get it right, then. <laughs> All right. So I guess I, on one of their shows between Keep It Up With The Kardashians and I think they have a new show. It's just called The Kardashians. I don't know. I ain't never watched none of it. I have no intention on watching any of it at any point in my life. I will but not. I guess, look, <laughs> listen, we the same. Um, but I guess something happened in the show to where Kim Kardashian basically insinuated oh. that Ray J... So kind of duped her. Go ahead. What happened was, um, I believe it was North, where one of Kanye and um, Kim's kids was on Roblox, and there was an ad that pop up and says that um, I to the, I can't say to the exact. I don't know if they were selling uh, Kim's sex tape, excuse me, or second part of Kim's sex tape, or said that they had a second part of Kim and Ray J's sex tape, but. However it happened, it it caused the child to call mom in there and be like, hey, look, I'm on the game. And these folks talking about they got you and some other cat, you know what I'm saying, doing the do. So she freaks out, call Kanye. Kanye says he gets the laptop from Ray J to save the day, but I don't know if he's really saving the day or if he was trying to use it as, you know what I'm saying, extra proof, but basically to say that, basically, you know, nobody loved Kim. It was just using her as a commodity and, and what have you. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was reckless. It was wild. But what I did learn from it is that um, reading it uh, about the sex tape, they said that, and, you know, they, they could say one way or another, but, you know, I'm going to go with Steve Harvey in this situation and say it, it went with the way they said it. So, basically, Kim didn't want the sex tape to get out, and it went. Kim got her lawyer involved before it got out the first time. And so, there was a deal made for $5 million apiece for you know this vivid entertainment to release the sex tape kim still was kind of adamant on it not being released they never said ray j was or was not but that's why i said i'm gonna go with steve harvey because for five million dollars i would show my black ass to america you know what i mean so <laughs> I, I can see where Ray J probably did not oblige, you know what I'm saying, especially around this time. I mean, he had a great hit. He probably knew he didn't have no, not a whole much, bunch more in the vault coming behind it, an extra five million, kind of sealed the deal. I can see, I can see where that plays out, you know, in that situation. But however, long story short, after that, they say that Kim and her folks, um, I guess basically stole Ray J and his family's money through credit cards. And so his mom sues them for credit card fraud and it was settled out of court, but it took forever. And so Ray J went on a whole spiel about how they stole from his family and it took them forever to pay it back, but they did get it back. In a nutshell, that's, I just gave you everything with that whole story. Well, but then, like, there was a, whole, a part of it where they were basically trying to say that Ray J, it was Ray J's idea to do the sex tape, but then Ray J is now saying that it was Chris Jenner, the mama's idea to do it. Did you see that part? I didn't see that part, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like, they, they've made their name and life off of black men and exploitation at some point. You're not wrong that, there. 
that that wouldn't surprise me. What surprised me is Ray J acting like, you know, he wasn't in for the money too, because one thing, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, Miss Jenner, y'all could talk about it if you want to, but I'm pretty sure she walking up to every one of you Negroes talking about, listen, whether you want to or not, this is what you stand to make. And I know y'all taking it. You look, you shaking your head, smiling, but it's, you and smiling because you know our people. Let's not go there. I'm laughing because you just gonna hit her with the see, I like you and I want you. Yeah. <laughs> now we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The hard way. You know what I'm saying? The choice like, is yours. <laughs> it's yours. You know what I'm saying? She she almost like Queen Elizabeth when it comes to the Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? Like she no, you didn't. <laughs> hey, it was better than yours. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, I mean, we all know who they are. We all know what, you know what I'm saying, they do, how they go after their money, you know. And I have to say the mom is very great at business. You know what I'm saying? You might not like Donald Trump. You might not like, you know what I'm saying, Card Miss Kardashian. You, there's certain people that y'all don't like, but them people y'all don't like is filthy rich. They they smart when it comes to making the money. Y'all buy into it. Y'all give them the views they need. Y'all carry it like wildfire, and they get paid. Y'all, huh? I, half of the time I'm late. Somebody sending me the link and I still ain't seen it. So, <laughs> I can't say I helped share it or spread it. And if you go look at my page, you know I ain't shared and spread a whole lot. Hell, Facebook paid me to make reels and I still ain't doing enough. So come on. <laughs> like, and with right, that said, <laughs> and that's that on that. Need Miss Jenner to come help me with my reels. I guarantee I'd be a million dollar man. Man. She can help you get to be a five million dollar man while you're playing, Miss <laughs> Jenna. Miss Jenna, <laughs> hi, Miss Jenna. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy, because yeah, somebody so, hit baby DS. So, this. <laughs> I had to drop my microphone and everything. <laughs> oh, oh, holla, <laughs> bruh. Let's go, bruh. All right. <laughs> Did you see everybody acting up about the Little Mermaid? Oh my God! Listen, when I, when I say everybody, I mean you know it's really only a few, but you know how we do. You know how this internet do. We gonna give it some air. We gonna give it some air time. <laughs> the internet is undefeated. I love it for, for various reasons. It never lets you down. It, it picks Listen. you up when you want to frown. <laughs> I mean, the internet is the greatest place to be. So, Ariel. So, <laughs> let's, let, let's get it out there. Let's get it out there. Everybody should know this by now, but in the event that you don't, it's cool. We're going to tell you what's happening, right? New uh, version, a live action version of The Little Mermaid is going to come out next year. The trailer drop. Halle <laughs> Bailey is Ariel. Halle Bailey is black. White people on the internet got mad about it. Not all white people. Like, There's going to be white people that listen to this and be like, I'm not mad. I'm not talking about you, obviously. Don't do that, right? But there are some that they actually got mad about it. Um, I saw this group, bro. I saw this group on Facebook. It was called Christians Against the Black Little Mermaid or the New Little Mermaid or White Christians, something to that effect, right? God, or it's like Christians. It was like <laughs> it was like Christians boycotting the Little Mermaid. I, when I first saw the group, it had like sixteen members. Went back like three hours later, eight point eight. K members in the group and at that point i'm like i don't know if this is like people are actually mad about it or is it just a big troll group like listen, i couldn't tell listen we 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 always miss the boat so i'm about to share a gem with whoever listened to this because okay we we need to get better about it we should have made that group <laughs> 
Hey, listen. Facebook pay you when you get 10,000 people to join your group. Facebook pay you. Listen, this is what people do all day long. This was the same way Donald Trump got elected with the social media thing. You make the group, then you add a bunch of people who agrees with that ideology. And then you share a bunch of bull crap. And now you're getting paid because they're liking and they're sharing and they're doing. And then the whole time, they don't even know that they're supporting the black people. We got to get better at this, y'all. Let's start beating them to the punch. They get mad. Let's make groups. <laughs> they Straight get up. Mad, let's make groups. <laughs> I swear. I mean, why not? You got a 13-year-old probably somewhere in India or Europe or Russia that got all these folks in this damn group get catching a check from Facebook just to help add and share for stuff that people already going to feel and like. It's wrong. <laughs> but I, I'm the same person that will invest into a casket company because I know you got to die. So I could care less about the morals aspect to it. Pay me. Y'all going there anyway. But all right, let's go on. <laughs> he said, it's wrong. <laughs> Bruh. Oh. These, these them days that we sit at that kiosk boy in dead tears folks Man. looking at us like we ignorant. I thought you was at work. I am. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> this who here on the other side of this phone. But yeah. But no, nah, like the whole thing with the Little Mermaid being black. Y'all gotta get over it. Like, y'all really do. Like, at, at some point it should be great for a little young black child you know, colored child, biracial child, whichever way you want to slice that pie, be able to look up at the screen and look at one of those characters that from their childhood and say, she looked like me. I actually seen a TikTok where uh, mm -hmm. there's a white dude that he's like... He had Down syndrome, right? No, I don't think he had Down syndrome. He was just okay. like... He was like White people said, oh, my God, they made Ariel black. This is an outrage. Oh. And then he shows, like, I don't know, it was, like, maybe 10, 15 different clips of little black girls seeing this black Ariel trailer. And it's like, oh, my God, she looks like us. Like, I mean, just, you know, going. And then he comes yeah. back and say, if you don't understand, if you don't understand, then there's something wrong with you. You are yeah. racist. You know what I mean? Like he, he basically calls out the, the, the white people who are outraged behind it. You know, and my thing is what what I mean, what difference did it did it make for you, you know what I'm saying, if the if the storyline's still the same? And for the people I'm saying like that is outraged behind it, what difference does it really make if because to to me I'm gonna be honest. I could care less who they casted for Lion King, especially when um, was it James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah. Once he was once he passed, like I knew he couldn't be the voice. You know, no, he was. He did get to be the voice before he passed. He ain't dead. Huh? Are you serious? <laughs> Which you the historian, so you would know. But I could have sworn they said he passed like either right after or oh, you went mute on me, bro. I really touched my cord. Let me tell you how black you are. Who am I he, thinking of? He's not dead. His character died on cover to America too. <laughs> That's what you thinking about. Oh, <laughs> That, listen, I be trying to keep up with with the, with you know from my childhood, but I, I be missing <laughs> some of the pieces. But here's but my he thing. he is ninety one years old now. I I knew he was up there, you know what I'm saying. But I I you know my bad. I ain't trying to wish nothing on my man. You know what I'm saying. It's all good. It's, it's the brother in me. You know what I <laughs> mean. <laughs> 
But, but but what I'm saying is I could care less who they really casted for Lion King. And I and I'm gonna tell you right now, when they remade Lion King, they fucked up the whole movie. Cause the one part wasn't in there. I don't give a fuck what went on in that movie. But that part where Rafiki hit Simba with that damn stick. <laughs> He said, ow, that hurt. You know what I'm saying? And then he swung again and he dodged that mug, you know what I'm saying? After he gave him that that little speech, that was monumental, like in that movie. Like for that not to be in there, that killed the whole movie for me. <laughs> I ain't gonna fuck about the cast. Everybody tripping about Beyonce being Nala or whoever she was. I gave two fucks. It was just the parts that need to be there. That the symbolic parts of the movie that made it special. So Somebody get hit with a stick? <laughs> no, it was what he said. He said something like, he said, he was like, how oh, that hurt. He said, you're always thinking in the past. The past hurts. So then when he swung it again, he dodged it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it right. just showed like learning, you know what I'm saying, from your mistakes and not always trying to dwell on, you know what I'm saying, what happened in the past. Like that's, that was very symbolic to, you know what I'm saying, the movie. Yeah. And it wasn't in the remake. They fucked up the whole movie. It ain't had nothing to do with the cast. That Just that one part messed it all up for you. That one part, but my thing is, and I'm going to say this for any movie. If you're going to do a remake, it's called a remake. It ain't called a, a, a rendition of, you know what I'm saying, my version of. It's a remake. It should be verbatim. Then nobody asks you to... The reason it was what it was and the box office number says what it was was because it was what it was. Not because you come in here and say, oh, our characters look way better because, you know, technology and time has changed. The movie, it should be the movie. I should be able to talk this whole movie out with these new-ass characters and these great-ass graphics. Now, see, that is where I disagree with you. I like getting alternate retellings of, of stories. That's now, Iron King and a half. That's that's <laughs> where that that's where you get a new story. Yeah, I I disagree with you. I, I like it, but but it's also indicative of the fact that like that tells a lot, and that's like a whole other topic. How much nostalgia sells? Like, we'll we'll buy a remake of the same thing just because it's like, oh, I remember this when <laughs> I was a kid. Listen, like we'll it, just... it, that's not the only reason we will. The stuff nowadays is trash, and I'm sorry, but they can't even really sell anything nowadays without a twist or rendition from our air. Um, yes and no. Nostalgia just sells. Like people, when something nostalgia comes out, it takes you back to that time. For example, right now, you can go on your video game system, go to your video game store, and you can buy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cowabunga Edition, and it's like every Ninja Turtle game from when we were kids: original Nintendo, arcade, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I was at, I saw it, and I was like, "What is this? Oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing!" And, and, and I hate that you really did that. Like you sound just like Lavelle Crawford, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. No, don't die on us. <laughs> man, look, look, not yet, man. He he came too far. I came too far. Come on. Um, but all that said to say, nostalgia just sells. Like that's just what people are. When you think of anything nostalgic, you think about how life was simpler in that time right and that's just Dude, nostalgia but, will always sell but even the younger generation likes the nostalgia without knowing the nostalgia like for instance you write I, about that i've played like there's times like i'm like you know what i'm tired of looking at the stuff that they watch i'm gonna give them something from back in my day and see how like these must get done watching like oh my god that was so dope like you know what i mean like i didn't gave them all the three ninjas they didn't watch Nutty Professor. I didn't put them on Rugrats. Like, just anything from, you know what I'm saying, kind of like back then. And they love it. Like, it's like yeah. the 
best thing out, even though the graphics is like 10 times worse than you've they ever seen. They don't care. Don't care. My, hey. my little ones, my four and five-year-old will watch the old Mickey Mouse before Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I'm talking about where it was the yep. comic-type Mickey flipping through the screen. And they be laughing and giggling like they really with it. Hey, my boys, the last two nights in a row, I've caught them watching DuckTales. Bruh, what's wrong with it? Like, <laughs> about some, no, no, I'm not saying that wrong with it. I'm just saying that, like, to your point, I'm just just kicking it in the house, sitting on the couch right here. DuckTales, whoo. Like, what? It, right. Like, <laughs> they rocking with DuckTales, bro. Hey, listen, quiet as a kept. You know what I've been watching in my spare time? What's that? Home improvement. It's funny you just said that me and Martin was, was just talking about Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Hey, that show was crazy raunchy and did not realize it when we were kids, bro. I might have to go back and see it because I have no clue at this point. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, Jill was roasting Tim and like didn't get it. Didn't get it at all. <laughs> flew one flew over the cuckoo's nest, huh? Man, look, eighty five of them flew over the cuckoo's nest. Listen here, man. We we run a long time, but I want to get at least this one last story out before we before we tap out for the night, man. Piper Lewis down in uh or not down, but over in Iowa. Hold this was a Piper Lewis. It, is her name not Lewis? I don't know. You ain't seen me this one, but I thought you was going to hit the Brett Favre. Nah, I'm, I will leave Brett Favre alone. Brett Favre was stealing money from, from welfare. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. It, it, or y'all just look it up. But um, um, this young lady, Piper Lewis, she was kidnapped. Not really kidnapped. I'm sorry. She was raped uh, in 2020. She killed her rapist um and she has to pay $150,000 to the family of her rapist because of Iowa state law I could have sworn I, I know I sent you this link but anyway here's what happened she has a she had an abusive mother she ran away from home in 2020 makes sense abusive mother stay-at-home orders, nowhere to be but that. But with that mama, she, she ran away from home to get get free. She was living in a... She was sleeping in the hallway of a random apartment building. Doing that, um, some guy said, hey, you can you can, you can can come in this apartment. Um, she, she did that because she's naive. She was 15. Um... That person then began to use her for sex trafficking and allow her to be raped. Um, and I so should have thrown out a trigger warning. So I am sorry uh, to anybody else, but you can end the episode here uh, if this is triggering. Um, uh, she runs away from home, has an abusive mother, runs away from home. She gets, she she's living in the hallway of the apartment building, somebody that lives in the apartment says, you can stay here. The person that took her in begins to use her for sex trafficking. And somebody who had raped her because, you know, he took advantage of the sex trafficking. She caught him sleeping. She grabbed a knife. She stabbed him. She stabbed him 30 some odd times. She killed him. Did you find the article? I did, but you sent the New York Times. You got to pay for that. Oh, man. They be tripping. <laughs> I'll be trying to get all my freebies from them. So, yeah, you send something like that to me, and more than likely, I ain't going to be able to see you. <laughs> but well, nonetheless, you explained it, and she did everything she was supposed to do. One, yeah. that helps open the situation of showing sex trafficking, showing where you're at, you know what I'm saying, breaking up the whole little organization that he may have had going. Number two, that man deserved to be killed, you know what I'm saying, in his sleep or alive, so that makes me no difference. The problem is, is our fucked up judicial system, you know what I'm saying, because unfortunately, 
there is laws and things set in place where you can be totally in the right and you still have to come out of money just like in this situation for instance if somebody that's why they tell you if you got your carry conceal permit that don't shoot to hurt shoot to kill because see if you come in i think you're about to do danger or threaten my life and i shoot you in your kneecap on some i just didn't want you to get near me so you couldn't hurt me now i gotta pay for your medical bills for the rest of your life for that knee anything that surrounds that knee i'm responsible for and that's bull because i may have been in my house sleeping in my bed heard a noise at the door i'm getting to walk into the door and here you come charging at me well that's crazy so you know what i'm saying in the same and vice versa you know she's probably paying you know what i'm saying money to the family because he probably had kids or something and what have you and it's you know what i'm saying some bs that is restitution for the family because they lost their father which they should have you know what i'm saying if he's a rapist but it's 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 the judicial system there's no way i should go or my lady or my daughter or my you know saying mother should go to court for killing somebody that misused her and abused her and have to pay anything have to do a day of time or any of the sorts yeah so fortunately fortunately um someone started to go fund me for her case she um Big i think she has like half a million dollars in there <laughs> so sure. she's got she's got more than enough money needed to cover you know what she's got to pay that family um she had she she had two charges that she was found guilty of. I forget exactly what they were. Each one is 10 years. So she has 20 years in jail. However, um, they were able to divert it into five years of probation. As long as she doesn't, you know, violate her probation in these five years, then she won't have to go serve that 20 years. So it sounds like it's the best ending possible, but it really highlights a whole. And like when I first saw this article, I couldn't help but to think back to our Women Making History series and our uh, our guest, uh, Randy, um, you know, and she shared her story with us. Uh, definitely encourage everybody, if you haven't gone that far back in the archives, go, go that far back, check out that series from uh, last March or March of 2022. Um, and Randy essentially talked about how she was raped. Um, you know, she froze, right? And, and you know, you know, people may have asked her, "Hey, you know, why did why why did you freeze? Why did you not? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you run? Why didn't you fight them off or anything like that?" Right? I don't think you can look at Piper's situation. And ask Randy why she didn't do anything differently. It, it, it's just, it's just further evidence that like the system ain't fair. Oh yeah, that's what I said. It's it's definitely the judicial system that we have set up, and the laws and, and rules we have in place. Matter of fact, it's a perfect time to say go vote. I was about to say voting matters. You know, it, I mean, we should be coming up on on election here. Yes, in the next couple months. So, you know, vote, vote for your judges, vote for your, you know, what I'm saying your councilmen, vote for your magistrates and your your jailers and your everything. You know, anything on there, and and know which ones is already in office. You know what I'm saying? Have a clue of, of, of somebody you want to replace them. And then you might have a particular issue that's on the ballot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, abortion is legitimately on the ballot this year in Michigan. Because of Roe v. Wade, when it got overturned, there was a 1931 uh, 
law that that was kind of already on the books um it's there and now basically without going too deep into michigan politics it's going to be on the ballot to decide if that law can actually be enforced or if it's going to be removed from the law books from the state constitution so i need to read up on that issue what's happening is going to post that you know bradley find it up on the page if you're in michigan you need to go vote He's giving me jobs. <laughs> I, I mean, but for real, that I mean, yeah. you don't know who you can help, or who you can save. But for right now, if, if any state, if you don't vote, if you, you know whatever, if any state has anything dealing with abortion on that ballot, y'all better show up and show out. Yeah, I mean that's that's your last last chance to to really make a difference. The states really run run this thing so yeah making a difference in the ones who make a difference in your state and 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 since we're since we landed here anyway um you know in michigan we're also voting for governor this year the republican candidate for governor has gone on record on audio on video to say that she does not support (laughs) exceptions for rape and incest for abortion She's literally said that. So pay attention to what's going on in your states and in your counties and in your cities because this stuff is important. Yeah. Where can people find you at, Fred? Fred Scott on Facebook. No problem. Instagram. Mr.Humble underscore beginning. I don't know if that's right. That's right. Uh oh, open it up the Twitter machine. Let's go. <laughs> what you, you need to do. To. I don't even know. I'm probably about to change the coach for that though. There you go. There you go. Well y'all can follow Fred. I'm Brad Robinson86 on Twitter. Brad Robinson1986 on Facebook instagram and tiktok the show is what's happening uh on facebook tiktok instagram youtube and twitter uh you can find us wherever you get podcasts you can leave us a five-star review i'm sorry five-star rating and a review on uh spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts please do that please share the show with a friend because love is a verb so if you like what we do i'll put some action behind that to help us to grow the show we will be with y'all next week and we'll see you then Peace.